Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And good evening, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again. The O oh, the Pain podcast, Memorial Day weekend, Friday, April 27th, April, May 27th. Oh, my God. Friday, May 27th, 2022, the Joe Beningo O oh, the Pain podcast. It's brought to you by a multitude of sponsors, by Beach Camera, by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by KZ Sports Marketing, by Anita Discount Tire. By the sidebar in Hackensack, New Jersey, and of course by the great Blue Hill Golf Course in Pearl River, New York. All right, we got to start. I, I I'm going to do a little comparison between the Rangers and the Jets here, but first I want to get into the Rangers and the disgrace in Game Five last night in Carolina. Uh, the Hurricane win the game three to one. They take a three games to two lead in the best of seven in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, I I don't want to call this a no-show by the Rangers last night, but I mean Carolina pretty much dominated this game. The Rangers only had 17 shots on goal all night long. You're still getting nothing out of Artemi Panarin. I mean, I know he made the pass last night to Zabanajad on the power play for the Rangers' only goal of the night. But you, Panarin, outside of scoring the game winner in Game Seven in overtime against Pittsburgh, has really done nothing in these playoffs. And if this team is going to find a way to win game six on Saturday night and then get and win game seven in Carolina, where, you know, Carolina is undefeated so far in the playoffs. How about the, the Hurricanes? They've lost every game, almost called them the Panthers because of the football team. They've lost every game on the road in the playoffs. They lost all three games in Boston in the first round, the first two games at the Garden against the Rangers, and they've won every game at home. So the Rangers have a big task in front of them. Do I think they're going to bounce back in game six at the Garden and win? Well, I mean, I got to feel that way. You know, nothing is certainly guaranteed, but they've been a completely different team, as has Carolina. You know, the Rangers have been a completely different team at home, and Carolina has been a completely different team on the road than they've been at home. But the Rangers have got to play better than they've played in the three games in Carolina, and I thought yesterday was the worst of the three. Now, big point in this game, big point in this game, 1-1, the, uh, the the Hurricane get that shorthanded goal early. And, and I think the Rangers, and this is crazy when you think about it, the Rangers during the entire season gave up two shorthanded goals all year, 82 games. They've given up four in the playoffs already. I mean, think about that. They played how many playoff games now? 12? 12 playoff games. They have given up four shorthanded goals in in 12 playoff games so far this uh, you know this postseason. That's just unacceptable. And they gave one up again last night at the very end of the power play. Gave Carolina that one nothing lead. Rangers did bounce back on the power play later on. As I mentioned, they actually Zabanajad actually won a faceoff uh, to start the power play and then wound up uh, seconds later getting the shot on the pass from Panera on the, Panera on the one-timer to tie the game at 1-1. But to me, the turning point of the game last night clearly comes – about five or however many minutes it was into the second period, it looked like Ryan Strom had given the Rangers the lead, a 2-1 lead, 
you know, midway early through the second period and you're feeling good. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Big brother, big brother rears its ugly head again. Rod Brindamore and, and uh, Carolina, they challenge the goal and they wind up getting the goal overturned, saying the Rangers were offside. I knew the game was over. I, I you you could have shut the TV off right freaking there. I knew it was over. I knew the minute Carolina challenged it, they were going to get the call. The Rangers always get hosed. Now, we saw the replay. They looked at this a long time, too. They looked at it, then they announced it was no goal. Then they looked at it again. I don't know. Was it offside? Who the hell knows? Probably, I, mean, I don't know. But it's, it's just unbelievable how the Rangers get hosed all the time. Remember, they got hosed in game one of the Pittsburgh series, right? That Capo-Cackle goal. Right, that they took away late in the third period of game one. They eventually would lose that in three overtimes at the Garden. You know, the only game they've lost so far, let's hope that is the only one, uh, you know, at the Garden so far in these playoffs. So, uh, but you knew they were dead. Once they took the goal away there, I knew it was over. I'm like, it's only a matter of time. The Carolina was dominating anyway. I mean, how, how, many, time, how, how many long stretches especially down in Raleigh, how many long stretches have we seen the Rangers playing in their own zone in front of Shesterkin? Carolina constantly on the pressure, constant pressure, constant pressure. And you know, it's only a matter of time. They eventually break through to get the goal that makes it two to one. Then later on in the third period, had that breakaway. I forget who it was. Who knows who these guys are? But whoever it is, he gets the big breakaway, comes in, scores the goal that makes it three to one. But I knew this game was over when they got hosed again on getting a goal overturned. I mean, it's that's twice now in the series. The Rangers have lost both games where they've had goals overturned. It, 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 it makes you absolutely crazy. You know, they've gotten better on the power play, even though they continue to give up these shorthanded goals. Uh, you know, I don't know what to say. they got to play better. you got to see more out of Artemi Panera, and he's been terrible. I mean, I, there's no other way to say it. He's given him nothing. Chris Kreider gave him nothing last night. You know, Kreider's played well at the games at the Garden. He's not played well in these games in Carolina. In fact, the guy who really has been, by far, their best player has been Mika Zibanejad. You know, he had a quiet first five games against Pittsburgh. Then he erupted in that game six in, in Pittsburgh. Had a big game in game seven against Pittsburgh. And he's been tremendous ever since. I think it's three consecutive games where he scored a goal. So, you know, he's back giving you what he's given you. But you got to get more. You got nothing out of Frank Vitrano last night. You got nothing out of Adam Fox last night. You know, Jacob Truva had the big giveaway uh, on the shorthanded goal. You know, basically handed the puck away on the shorthanded goal. He had the turnover that led to the one nothing Carolina lead. You know, Shesterkin was okay. I mean, you know, he, you know, he, he played pretty well. You know, he gave up three goals. I mean, a couple of them, like I said, were just on breakaways. I mean, you know, you either make the save or you don't. But I... I don't know what to tell you. The Rangers have got to play. Look, they're going to have to win a game in Carolina if they're going to win the series. And they're going to have to win a game seven in Carolina. It's come down to that. They got to win game six at the Garden first. They got to go out on Saturday night. And they got to go out and get it done. All the big guys got to play well. And they got to find a way, you know, to get through. I mean, they have so much trouble getting into their zone in these games in Carolina against the Hurricanes. I mean, it's almost like playing, you know, the old neutral zone trap days of the Devils. Back in the 90s, you know, with Rob Niedermeyer and Scott Stevens and Kenny Danico and, of course, our uh, our all-time favorite, Brodeur and Goal. You know, how many times did you see the Devils win games 
when Gauthier would get like 10 shots on goal against him and everybody's going delirious. Oh, Montan, and he's making, you know, maybe one big save a night. And that's basically what you're seeing here in, in this thing against Carolina. Same thing. You know, Antti Ranta was really never, I mean, how many tests did he have? I mean, how many, you know, crazy saves did he have to make? 17 shots on goal. You know, I mean, I don't think I could have been playing goal. Maybe my wife, although she's a little banged up right now. As uh, we've had a little bout here with this uh, coronavirus disaster. But, uh, boy, I'll tell you, when, when the right people get, get in control of this government, man, there's got to be some uh, accountability for the people who uh, laid this on the world. And we'll leave it at that. But uh, you know who I'm talking about. But it sure as hell ain't going to happen with this administration. But we'll leave that. That's for another day. But he, my wife might have been able to, you know, have a, a pitch basically a shutout last night, one goal with the amount of real, you know, real uh, uh, major, major scoring chances the Rangers had. So they got to bounce back. They Obviously, it's an elimination game now. They've been in this situation before. This will be, what, the fourth time in these playoffs that the Rangers have faced elimination? Three times against Pittsburgh. They were down three games to one. And now they face elimination here. So this will be the fourth time in the playoffs that they will face that. Um you know, got to win on Saturday night. There's no other way. And the big guys thought to start playing, starting with Artemi Panarin, starting with him. Kreider, Panarin, Fox, got to start seeing these guys. Vitrano, got to get more from Ryan Strom. It looked like he'd given them the game, the the, uh, the go-ahead goal last night. And again, got hosed. I, I tell you, man, every time. That, you know, that you see that happen. You're all pumped up last night when Strom scores the goal. You're starting to think, boy, maybe maybe they can break through tonight. Maybe they can win and they get screwed again. And we've seen this over and over. And I don't want to hear, well, it was really offside. Was it? I don't know. Uh, was it? I mean, it was pretty goddamn close. But did the Rangers ever get the call? You know the answer to that. The answer is absolutely freaking never. But still. They were outplayed by Carolina last night. There's no disputing that. They got to bounce back. They got to find a way to crack through this Carolina defense. They got to win at home, and then they got to find a way in game seven uh, in Carolina. We'll see what happens. Get it done. Let's win on Saturday night first. And I got to see Artemi Panarin awake from the goddamn slumber that he has been in in these playoffs because there's no other way to say it. You have supposedly their best player. And he has not come to play. I, I'm sorry. I mean, you say whatever you want. He has not come to play in these playoffs outside of the one big goal against Pittsburgh in game seven. All right. Joe Beningo with you here on the uh, Ode to Pain podcast. Let me get some of my sponsors in here. And then I got I to gotta kind of make a little comparison between the Rangers and the Jets. All right. And we'll get into that. And you'll hear what I have to say about all of that. Um, nevertheless. Let's start. Actually, I'm going to mention two of my sponsors because I played golf with two of them yesterday. We played golf yesterday. It was not at Blue Hill. It was at Soldier Hill in Emerson, New Jersey. I played golf with two of my big sponsors, Mike Jones from the Hackensack Brewing Company and Ari from Anita Discount Tire. And I got to tell you, we had a great day playing. These guys were much they played. They played better than me. I mean, these guys went out there and really played well. It was a great day. And I really want to thank Ari and Mike. Uh, for coming out, we'll have to do it again. There's no question about it. And you know the story on Hackensack Brewing Company. Uh, we're going to be doing another live podcast coming up. I believe it's Friday. Uh, is it June 13th we're doing it? 
something like that. I got to talk to Mike again. It's coming up soon. Got to tell my daughter, Aaron, all about it. Um, when we're actually going to be doing it, because we're going to be doing one, a, a, um, a live show uh, from the brewing company on a, on a monthly basis. They're located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack. Uh, you know the deal. The tap room's open 4.30 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind right behind the Tombstone. See Mike Jones, see Herb, see TJ. They'll all take care of you there. What a great venue. What a great place it is. Uh, and like I said, we'll be doing it in the next couple of weeks. We'll be doing our next live podcast from there. Uh, go check it out. Tell them I sent you. Have a great time. Uh, a great place to uh, uh, to have a few and the whole deal. So everybody over there, my my uh, my son-in-law Andre as well. Everybody, so uh, go check out the Hackensack Brewing Company. I want to thank Mike again for a great day on the golf course yesterday, and then of course Ari, Johnny, everybody over at Anita Discount Tire in uh, Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. As I said, played Ari played well yesterday. We had a great day. We're going to be doing a live podcast there as well. Uh, I think tentatively we've laid a date out for June 25th. It's going to be a Saturday afternoon. We're going to be doing a show from the tires. I think I'll be surrounded by tires, and it'll be a very interesting day. We'll do a Saturday afternoon, probably about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and maybe some surprises there. Try to get a special guest there to really uh, spruce it up uh, at the uh, at Anita t- uh, Discount Tire. So, Want to thank Ari for a great day again yesterday. Go check him out. Go see Johnny. Go see Ari. <coughs> anything with your tires, anything with your car service needs. All right. <coughs> Still trying to get straightened out here a little yesterday, uh, a little bit uh, in what's kind of been a little uh, a little difficult week. But but nevertheless, nevertheless. So I was thinking about this as I compared the Jets to the to the Rangers. Remember when it was like the the Rangers 54 years, remember 1940, remember the Rangers hadn't won a cup and all of that and, you know, how many years and, you know, the, the Rangers would lose big playoff series to the Islanders and the Islanders fans would be chanting 1940 and all of that. It was a big deal. We've seen that over and over again. 54 years from 1940 to 1994 before the Rangers finally won the freaking Stanley Cup. Messier, Leach, Richter, Graves, on and on and on, right? Finally got it done. Game seven against Vancouver. We all know how crazy it was, how difficult, and how, you know, eventually they finally did it. And, you know, the people, uh, you know, oh, you know, I can I can die now. You know, okay, I finally saw it done. Marv Albert's great call. You know, something most people felt they'd never see in their lifetime. You know, all of that. And it was like the Holy Grail. And it was like this, you know, like this, this glam. I don't know how to explain it. Like almost like this glamorous moment. It was a big deal that the Rangers had not won a cup for all those freaking years over five decades, and the Rangers have been a good franchise. You know, they went to the finals in 1972 with the great, with the great gag line. You know, John Rattel and Vic Hadfield and and um, Roger Bear, and of course, all three of them have, will have their numbers retired now, up into the rafters. It'd be nice if Brad Park finally got up there too. I don't understand what they're waiting to get Brad Park's number retired, but, you know, uh, that that maybe is for another day, but whatever, right? You know, went to the finals. They had that tough little loss in six to the, that great Boston Bruin team with Bobby Orr and Phil Esposito and Jerry Chivas and Turk Sanderson and Johnny Busick and all these guys, you know, that whole group. You know, he went to the finals again in 79. J.D. with that great run. Remember, they beat the Islanders. Uh, in the in the conference finals, you know, the great Islander team, that would be the last series the Islanders would lose 
you know, for five years because they went on to win four consecutive Stanley Cups after that. The Rangers went to the finals, lost to the Canadians in five. Montreal was on, was at that point on their way to win in four. That was their fourth consecutive cup as well. You know, and the Rangers have been to the playoffs a lot. They had a lot of big playoff runs, a lot of deep playoff runs between 1940 and 1994. So they were always a pretty good team. You know, a, a solid franchise. They were, you know, a member of the original six uh, NHL and all of that. And, you know, like I said, it was like the, the, the Rangers finally winning the cup was like, you know, time had finally stood still. And it was such a big deal, you know, to overcome all the demons and finally get it done. And even when they finally won it, remember they they uh, they were up three games to one in the series against Vancouver. They're coming home for game five. And this is the night. It's finally going to happen and on and on. And what happened? What happened? They lost game five at home. They lost game six in Vancouver and eventually had to win game seven at the Garden. Thank God game seven was at the Garden. They win game seven there. And they go on finally to win their first cup in 54 years, which is now 28 years later. <laughs> okay. As we know, you know, 1994 is now uh, 28 years ago. I mean, it's, it seems like it happened yesterday, but it certainly is a while ago. But nevertheless, you know, it was looked at in a certain way. Well, the reason I bring it up with the Rangers now, uh, with the Rangers and Jets now, is because the Jets now are going into year 54 since they've won a Super Bowl or even been to a damn Super Bowl. At least the Rangers have been to the Cup Finals a couple times, you know, between 1940 and 1994. So the Jets now are going into their 54th year without a Super Bowl appearance. And is anybody, do we hear chance of 1968 when the Jets lose? No, nobody cares. You know, it's funny. Football is a much bigger sport than hockey is. Yet the, the Jets are looked at like as an afterthought. They really are. Doesn't it, doesn't it make you delirious as a Jet fan? You know, all my friends out in the Jets lounge and all these guys that are big Jet fans and all, doesn't it make you crazy? Really? That our franchise is a goddamn laughing stock in the NFL? Because that's what they are. They're a joke. They really are. Bill Belichick and the Patriots. They look at the Jet game when they come up to Foxborough as their homecoming game. Ah, Richard Seymour. Well, hey, Richard, we're, we're going to retire your number. We're going to put you in the Patriot Ring of Honor. What game do you want us to do that with? Oh, hell, let's do the homecoming game against the Jets. We know we're winning that one. And, of course, they put 55 on them last year. Nice work by that D, Sal. You know? They're playing the Eagles at, the, at, at MetLife, and that, we'll get to that, too. They're playing the Eagles at MetLife, and the Eagles are basically pissing on the field. They have so much disrespect for the franchise. I mean, it's a joke. They're a laughing stock. Let's be real. They have no identity whatsoever. Their identity is they stink. I mean, you know what their identity is? They're terrible. They're really. That's their identity. They have none. They don't have their own stadium. That's another thing. That's a big factor. They've never had their own stadium. When they played at Shea Stadium, that was where the Mets played. Remember, remember the year after the Jets won the Super Bowl in 1969? They played this first, the defending Super Bowl champions, they played their first six games on the road before they played a game at home at Shea Stadium because the Mets were in the World Series. I mean, come on. What a joke. And I'm a Mets fan. I, you know, it's great that, you know, all that, 69. But, I mean, you know, six, six straight games before they played a game at home. No disrespect. No respect at all. 
Then in 1984, Leon Hess moves him to the Meadowlands. So they're playing at a great place. I love the venue, the old Giant Stadium, one of the great stadiums of all time. No doubt. But they're playing in the Giant Stadium. That wasn't their home stadium. And this place ain't their home stadium. I don't, I don't care how green they make it, how they put up the ring of honor and retire them. It, it, this is the Giants' home. And Woody Johnson gets in bed with freaking Mara and Tish and, you know, don't tell me it's half their stadium because it's not their stadium. They have no identity. It's a joke. It's a freaking joke. And that's how they're viewed. Nobody cares if the Jets ever win a Super Bowl again. Nobody gives a damn. Even the Jet fans don't even look at it the way they should. <coughs> they're not looking at it the way the Ranger fans looked at it all the years. Everybody, all these Jet fans, especially the young ones, oh, they're all pumped up. All this, look at, you know, Sal is going to be great. Zach Wilson is going to be great. Really? Really? We, we can only pray. History tells me don't be so sure about that until I see it. And I love what they've done in the offseason with the free agency, the draft, everything they've done is terrific. Great. Great on paper. Looks great. You got any confidence in Salah? Because I don't. What makes me think I'm any more of Salah than I did of Adam Gaze or Todd Bowles? Well, we go right down the line with all the disastrous coaches we've had over the years. Richie Coltite, uh, you know, Mangini. I mean, whoever you want to bring up, Mangini wasn't even that bad. But, you know. Coltite, Bruce Coslett, Joe Walton. Oh, my God. Where's the outcry for the Jets? Where's the 54 years without a Super Bowl? It was 54 for the Rangers. It was like, oh, it was like the, the search of the grail. You know, right? It was like the Crusades, you know? It was unbelievable. Now, the Jets, uh, they're the Jets. Who cares? They stink. And they've been to the playoffs a number of times over the years since 68. They went to four AFC championship games because they lost them all, every one of them on the road. They haven't had a home playoff game since 2002 when they, you know, blew the Colts out before they got beaten in Oakland the week after that by the Raiders. And it's a joke. They're a joke. They're a joke franchise. No other way to say it. They completely, see, the Rangers were always respected. They always, the organization always had respect. There's no respect for the Jets. And I don't see how Woody Johnson can sleep at night knowing that his franchise is an absolute goddamn laughing stock, you know? And you see these stupid commercials that you see on SNY. How, you know, I forget how they say it again. You, you know something's coming even though you haven't seen it yet. Oh, oh, really? We know it's coming. Really? What's coming? The oncoming train? Is that what's coming? What? Only a matter of time before another shit season? I hate to swear, but what else can you do? What are you going to try to tell me? You're going to go 6-11 and 11 this year? Oh, we made improvement. Oh, we went 7-10. and 10. Oh, look, look, we won three more games. Really? They haven't been to the playoffs since 2010. They haven't had a winning season since 2015. I mean, what? Am I supposed to be? We haven't had a real quarterback since, well, I guess Pennington. We'll give we'll give Chad a, a, the real quarterback. I guess Sanchez was, too. He just never was, was coached properly, as much as I loved Rex. He got, he got screwed in a lot of ways. Everybody just talks about the butt fumble. It's a joke. Nobody talks about the four playoff wins on the road. Nobody talks about Sanchez beating two of the greatest quarterbacks, if not the two greatest of all time, in back-to-back weeks on the road in Manning and Brady. But in the playoffs in 2010. But whatever. They haven't had a real head coach since what? Who was there, you know, since what? Since, 
Okay, you want to tell me Bill was Parcells was a real head coach? It was great. He won one playoff game in three years. Couldn't wait to leave. All right? I know he straightened the franchise out. Herman was pretty good. Rex was good. Couldn't wait to get rid of Rex, right? Rex, you know, he actually was the face of the franchise. As I always said, he should never, never got rid of Tannenbaum. And maybe they would have figured it out. But basically, it's been a revolving door of head coaches, revolving door of, of quarterbacks, you know, and nobody cares. Not a bad year by the Jets. Ah, oh, so hot. They're the Jets. Who cares? You know, it's a good thing because if you're a Jet fan that they're playing all the, but, but this tells you all you need to know. They only have one night game all year. That's a Thursday night game late in the year against Jacksonville. And the only reason they have that Thursday night game is because everybody's got to play one Thursday night game in the league. They have no Monday night games. They have no Sunday night games, which is great. I mean, I'd rather see them play one o'clock in the afternoon, four o'clock in the afternoon. I'd much rather see that. You know, but I guess that's one of the good things about being so bad. Is you, you know, you're never going to get a national TV game at night. So that's good. But I like to start seeing some of those because that means my team's actually a good freaking team. But they get no respect at all. So that's why I had to, and I know it's the off season, but I'm just, because I'm so tired of it. And it just reminds me when I watch the Rangers play, you know, everybody made such a big deal out of the whole 54 years, 1940. How much did we, I don't hear anybody. Do you hear anybody chanting 1968? Like even on a road, do you hear the Patriot fans chanting 1968? Do you, do you hear that in Miami? How about them winning like a division game? They haven't won a division game since the, since Moses, I think since, I don't know. Right. Since Noah had the ark. When the hell was the last time they won that? They haven't even won a game in September. In how many years? Since 2018. Since Sam Donald's first game of his career on a Monday night against the Crummy Lions. I mean, come on. What a joke. And then I see those stupid commercials about, oh, it's you know it's coming, but you haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah? Hello. Let me get some more of my, my, my sponsors in here. Because I'm so ticked off. I really am. I'm ticked off. KZ Sports Marketing, Kenny Zor, my good buddy. I want to thank him for the great interview we had with Tony Richardson on uh, Monday. Uh, you know the deal. He's the best. Helps you book all my best for the Yoda Pain podcast. He's a great guy. He really is. If you're looking to secure your favorite athlete or celebrity for any event, could be a charity function, corporate golf outing, in-store autograph appearance, give Kenny Zor a call. KZ Sports Marketing. 516-996-7616, 516-996-7616. Visit kzsportsmarketing.com. Tell them I sent you it with Kenny. How about Beach Camera? Isaac down in Edison. He's been in business for over 30 years. He offers all the top brands, LG, Samsung, and Sony. Give him a call, Beach Camera, 732-993-6385. Stop in 80 car to drive Edison. Let him save you some money. Use the code JOEB, 15 bucks off your order, $100 or more, beachcamera.com. Isaac does a great job. Thank you, Isaac, so much. Go check him out. All right. As far as the baseball is concerned, Mets lost two out of three in San Francisco. Had that crazy game in the second game of that series where they were down 8-2, to two, came back, took the lead 11-8, uh, and Diaz wound up blowing it in the ninth inning. They were up 12-11 in the ninth inning after Jock Peterson, his third home run of the night, and they lost 12-11. I have no confidence. I'm tired of hearing how great Edwin Diaz is. Edwin Diaz. will eventually prevent the Mets from getting where they want to go. You can say whatever you want, and I love how they're playing. They're 29-17. You know, Buck's done a phenomenal job. I love what I'm seeing from this team. 
They do all the right things. They run the bases right. They play great defense, terrific fundamentals. I continue to be totally worried about the bullpen. I understand the injuries to the rotation, which Scherzer, wake me up when DeGrom's pitching again. You know, the Jets might win that Super Bowl before he pitches again. We'll see. But very concerned about the bullpen as they come home to open up a three-game series here over the weekend against the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. So we'll see how that plays out when all of a sudden. Is it, are they playing a Monday, too, on, a, on a Memorial Day? I'm not even sure. I think they're playing. It might be a four-game series with Philly. I should know, but I don't. So don't hold me to it. But they do come home for the Phillies and need to right the ship after losing two out of three, only the second series they've lost all year. They lost that series to Seattle at home. They lose two out of three to the Giants. And only the second time all year they've lost two games in a row. So, um, all right. Be that as it may. Let me let me finish up getting my other sponsors in here. Who did I leave out? The Sidebar in Hackensack. Check them out. Um, 45 Main Street, Hackensack, New Jersey, right outside the Rotunda in, in beautiful Hackensack. The Courthouse Rotunda, what a disaster that is. Nevertheless, every time I, th- I see that Courthouse Rotunda, I think of all the money I lost to my first wife when I got divorced. It, it, it's a classic speech, speakeasy, you know, Kind of like, you know, Wrigley Field or Camden Yards or, you know, Fenway, whatever you want to call it. Go see uh, Chef Danny. They have a lamb burger there. Great place. Have a drink, some lunch, some dinner. 45 Main Street, the sidebar, Hackensack, New Jersey. And finally, the great Blue Hill Golf Course. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be playing there next week uh, up in uh, Pearl River, New York. Go see Mike. Go see AJ. Go see Chase. 27 tremendous holes. My favorite golf course. You know the deal. Great, great uh, pro shop. They got everything you could possibly want. Uh, as good as the PGA store or Golf Galaxy. They're going to have simulators in the summer. Uh, uh, coming up sometime this summer. Go check them out. The great Blue Hill Golf Course. I need I need a tee time there for this Tuesday. I'm going to call them a little while. It's not easy, but I'm trying. All right. That's it. I'm done. I'm ready to go. I'm like the great one, Mark Levin. I'm done. I'm finished. What else can I say? Everybody have a great week. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. God bless everyone. Let's go Rangers. Go get that win on Saturday. Hopefully Monday we're talking about Game 7 in Carolina. Uh, Big weekend uh, for the Yankees. They beat Tampa Bay last night with Nesta Cortez. Enjoy all the sports. All the love.